back to the Born to Prosper Essential Guide Series. Super excited to be with you today, episode 13. Our title of our episode today, Tuning In Your Faith. Tuning In Your Faith. Going to be a great episode today. Super excited to be with you. If you missed out our previous episode 12 of A Prosperous Faith is a Repetitive Faith, come on, go back and give that episode a listen because we're doing this new section on A Prosperous Faith covered our last two sections, Prosperous Principles, Prosperous Thinking. And as we are concluding today with tuning in your faith, remember our faith is a creative force. It brings unseen things into the scene. We spoke about our thought life in our previous section, but as a man thinketh on the inside, so are they on the outside. Napoleon Hill said, what a man can conceive or the mind can conceive and you can believe, you can achieve. So we are able to create. Faith is a creative force. And we're going to continue opening up this revelation to us today, tuning in our faith. Can't wait to be with you on the other side of this. So episode 13, tuning in your faith. We're going to start off today by looking at this subject called substance versus matter. And we're talking about faith being a creative force because the enemy has a very subtle way of causing God's children to lose perspective of the increase and change natural environments by starting to seek the things God created more than the God who created the things. So it's important once we start to see things manifest in our lives, I've seen so much in my pastoral walk over the last many years. I've seen people come to faith and people accept Jesus into their hearts and their lives and get involved in the church. And then they've got nothing and they start to learn these faith principles. They start to apply the laws of seed time and harvest. God starts to bless them. But the sad part is sometimes, eventually now, it all becomes the quest for more things on this earth. And we know that Jesus says that don't store up for yourselves things that moth and rust will eat. Don't let the world take control of you. Don't run after things of this world. But we have to use these things for purpose. I mean, God's not against you having anything on this earth. But as long as the things don't have you, in the sense of we start to neglect our faith life, we start to make everything about possessions, that's where the prosperity gospel gets so much flack because everybody just wants the things of this earth. But God wants to give you things, but the things of this earth must be used for purpose. If there's no purpose to it, what's the point of it? Must be advancing something, must be moving something. So if God gives you a business idea and that business idea manifests in international success potentially or you employ many, many staff or your life starts to change, we spoke about that a changed mind will result in changed circumstances in our previous episode, and you'll start to see your circumstances change. In my life, my circumstances changed. I could afford better cars. I could afford better housing. And all those things become part of the criticism that people have of the prosperity gospel. And it's nothing to be afraid of. We don't make excuses for God blessing us because Jesus said in Luke four eighteen, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he's anointed me to preach good news to the poor. So God wants you to advance. God wants you to start to see manifested things that were invisible before become visible and actually your life improve. Now, again, I'm going to keep repeating myself. Prosperous faith is a repetitive faith, last episode, but it's not about being afraid of having things. I mean, your life is going to get better. Why? Because God is a good God. So God is not against your multiplication. If Jesus was against it, why did he multiply the fisherman's nets to overflow? To breaking point. If he was against advancement, why did he take fishes and loaves and feed 20,000 people? If it wasn't about bringing solutions where there is hunger or there's poverty or there's lack. So he's preached Luke 4.18 again. 
He's anointed me to preach good news to the poor. Good news to a poor man is that my circumstances are going to get better. But what we have to be careful of is that we don't start seeing the things God created more than the God who created the things. You have to allow the, whatever comes into your life to go through your life to be used by God as a as a channel and not as a swap. We don't want to become a hoarder and now suddenly become haughty or elevated in our pride and start to say that we've created these things and it's our wealth and it's our success and it's our... No, everything is of God. The air that you breathe, the thoughts in your mind, the intellect in your brain, everything is of God and everything will go back to the earth. From dust we came and dust will return. So we must be careful that we don't start when we get confused about being born to prosper. It's prosperity with purpose. It's never prosperity just with possessions and just with playing this thing called life. I mean, I've got a good friend of mine that's not serving the Lord, but he always said to me that, you know, in his take and became very successful in the natural, and always said to me that his philosophy of life is the guy at the end of his life who has the most toys wins. And although it's humorous and we make a lighthearted joke about it and we say, well, that's, that's maybe funny. But the reality is that I've seen people with little money being very content and living a very influential life. And I've seen people with a lot of money that are discontent and they've got no peace in their heart. And the same, I've seen people with little money that are also discontent and always, but, uh, and I've seen people with a lot of money that are content and are making a huge impact in society, able to educate people, put them through schools, universities, pay, build, contribute, help towards the advancement of God's kingdom, the local church, building buildings. Everything about God is a prosperous future. It's an advancing future. It's about a kingdom that is on the march. It's on the move. It's on the advance. It's not stagnating. And what you have to understand as we talk about a prosperous faith, it's not abusing faith for our own personal gain. But what's going to happen is when you start to apply faith, you're going to start to see invisible things become visible. When you apply thought life, ideas that are in your mind that are non-existent, suddenly you start to put structure to that thought. You start to put a, a plan to that thought. I've seen it in my own life. God gives you a business idea. You, you do your part. You formulate a few ideas. You push and pull. You introduce that idea to the marketplace. They like the idea. They start to buy it or they start to use it or they start to purchase it or whatever it is, a service you might be offering. And when you find yourself again, you've got a, a business that's turning over money and it's, it's advancing your life. And that's the way God operates. I mean, everything in Jesus' ministry was advancement. That's why he had a treasurer in Judas. I mean, he had money. Judas was stealing his money, but he had enough money for the money to be stolen. So we all think that Jesus is this poor little shepherd leader with a little lamb under his arm and poverty this and poverty that. No, maybe religion paints Christ that way. But God is not lack. The kingdom of God is not lack at all. And that is why the Lord told me to write the Born to Prosper whole bouquet, the series, the whole 90-day devotional told me to tell the church, our church in particular, that heaven hasn't run out of resource, that my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory, not by his poverty or by his, his governmental limitation or whatever it might be. No, God is a prosperous God, and God wants to bless your life for purpose so that you can make an impact. So when you stand before him one day, in a place called heaven where the Bible describes the streets are going to be paved with gold, where the pillars of the entry into, into heaven is the pearl, made of pearls, the pearly gates, where diamonds are used as pillars. Read your Bible. God is not impressed with diamonds and gold and the earth is his. Everything is his. 
But a prosperous faith is a faith that will start to manifest things that are unseen into the seen. And when you apply faith and you use faith and you take your old stinging thinking that's limiting the invisible to become visible and you start to apply prosperous thinking and prosperous faith, suddenly your life starts to improve. Your life starts to move. Suddenly where it seemed impossible, now it's possible. Why? Because with, with man it is impossible. But with God, who is faith, who is his word, all things are possible. I mean, so... Let's talk a little bit about substance and matter in this episode. What is the exact difference between substance and matter? And it's critical that you understand the difference because this starts to change the way in which our lives operate. And we need to, to ensure that we keep seeking God, first the God of the things and not the things that God gives. So then what is substance? Well, substance is the omnipotent, omniscient, invisible presence of God on the earth and in our lives. Substance is nowhere to be seen with a natural eye yet everywhere to be experienced when called upon by faith. Substance is the invisible spirit of God. Listen to what John 3, 8 says, The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but you cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. That's why sometimes when it comes to being born again, everybody tries to understand salvation naturally, and sometimes you just, you can't. It's just it's a spiritual thing. I mean, I got born again, radically saved, 31st of May 1992. It was a day that forever changed my life. Can't exactly give you a technical or a educational change. Just God took my heart of stone, made it a heart of flesh. That's the gospel, the, the greatest message any human heart can hear. But what started to change was this whole world opens up to us. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor entered the heart of man, the things which are laid up for those that love God. But they are revealed by the Spirit. And so God is Spirit. So everyone who is born of the Spirit, it's like the wind. Today it's gushing, tomorrow it's calm. That's how God moves. God's not like us. He's not a, he's not a human being that is limited. God operates. He can send you an idea. He'll send you a revelation. He'll bring peace to your storm. Wherever it is, God is not one that we can box him. We can't limit God. So if you understand substance, substance is the omnipotent, omniscient, invisible presence of God. So faith is a substance. So if you understand what Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good testimony. So when we desire something, when we start to believe something, we can't see it yet, but we believe it. And when we apply faith, when we say, well, I'm going to use my faith, I'm going to apply faith to this invisible situation. The Bible says that invisible faith now becomes a substance in the spirit. Can't see it yet, but it becomes a substance of things hoped for. So we're hoping for it, and the evidence of it is not yet seen. We haven't, it doesn't manifest it yet. But if we keep on keeping on and we keep on believing, we keep working it, and we keep staying faithful, not growing where we are doing good, that invisible thing eventually becomes visible. That's what substance is. So when we put our faith in God, we spirit, it becomes a spiritual substance that eventually becomes visible in the natural. So what is matter? Well, we're talking about substance versus matter. Well, matter, on the other hand, is what substance produces or becomes manifest on the earth in the form of products or things, things like cars, houses, clothes, money, cell phones or mobile phones, food. That's what matter. So substance is invisible, but matter is what manifests through substance. Our faith, which is substance, eventually will bring invisible things into the real world. So all things are different forms of matter. So the dictionary describes matter as a physical substance. In other words, it is something that once was intangible, that now becomes physical and therefore tangible. Matter is what is formed or produced or through faith in substance. 
So matter can run out or change, but substance can never run out nor change because in this case, it represents God. We know that God never changes. And we need to ensure that we remain focused on seeking God first and not the things that God blesses us with. So listen to what Matthew 6.33 says, but seek first the kingdom of God, substance, and his righteousness, substance, and all these things, matter, shall be added. So look at the order. We seek first God, which is invisible substance. When we apply faith, that invisible substance will eventually become all things, matter. Acts 17.28, for in him, substance, we live and move and have our being, matter, your physical body. John 1.3, all things, matter, were made through him, substance, and without him, substance, nothing was made that was made, matter. So we see our Bible is very clear. There is this direct relationship between substance and matter, a direct relationship between something that's invisible and then becoming visible through the activation of our faith. So without God and faith in God, we are nothing. But without matter, we are still everything. So we can run out of physical things and we can reproduce it by faith. You can take away everything from a person who is full of faith, like Abram and Lot. When Abram and Lot separated in Scripture, Abram said to Lot, what part of land do you want to take? And the, and the Bible says Lot chose the fertile part of the land and Abram was given the desert part. And when we went on a tour to Israel once, the tour guide was telling us, we were driving through this one place, and he said, here is the place where Abram and Lot separated in their relationship. And he says, and if you looked on the one side of the road, it was this green, luscious piece of land, and the other side was this like sort of desert-like piece of land. And he says, Who, guess which side the luscious green land is? And everyone said, well, it must be Lot's because that's what he chose. And the tour guide said, no, not actually. He said it actually was Abraham's. He said that that exactly depicts the covenant God cut with us as Christians. Galatians chapter 3, Curse is you who hangs on the tree that the blessing of Abraham might come upon every Gentile who is in Christ Jesus. So whenever you touch something and you're filled with the Spirit of God, you have the creative force of heaven inside of you. You have the creative spirit that raised Christ from the dead in you. And so when you touch something in the marketplace, you touch something in your personal life, it should change. It should be prosperous. It should create. Why? Because the creative God of the universe lives inside of you. And so I want to say to you as well is that as you start to understand this and listen to this podcast or this episode a few times, because you have to understand that God is a God who himself, the Bible says he was in the beginning and nothing that was made was made without him. So speaking of Jesus, and then John 1, 14 says, and then he became flesh and dwelt among us. So the invisible Jesus who was in the beginning with God eventually becomes a physical Jesus on the earth, speaking of the same, substance, matter. So substance, the omniscient, omnipotent spirit of God, eventually manifests in something natural. And that's the way faith works. Your faith will produce something that's not there now, like a, a shopping center. Ever seen these shopping centers that they build around the country? There's nothing there. There's a piece of dirt. They then show you a picture of what they intend to put there, and it's all invisible right now. Then they go back, and then they start to do the groundwork, and after a few months or a year or whatever, there stands something tangible, invisible becoming visible. So by using physical things, yes, but it took an architect, it took somebody to create, it took a building developer, it took a, a person with a dream to go and actually think up that mall, lay the entrance all of the mall out, the shops, the where the shops are going to be, the different tenant mix, they had to get council approval. It takes a massive work to get something that's invisible and make it a visible thing. 
and we just take it for granted and go, yeah, well, it's just a guy that built a mall. But it's the same in your life. What is invisible right now in your life that can become visible through your faith? So I want to encourage you today and say to you, as you start to understand, a prosperous faith is a creative force. It's a creative faith. It produces. It produces things that without God, who holds the whole world together, it's a pointless exercise. But if you understand who God is and what God has done for us and can do for you, it's not about you holding on to those things and becoming full of pride and full of arrogance because you, know, you have all these things. Look at Jesus. I mean, he went about, it was a guy couldn't see, and then he healed him. So it was invisible, became visible. A woman that had an issue of blood, she was sick, and when she touched the hem of his garment, she got whole. So it's this process of Jesus turns everything that's broken and he heals it. The guy at the pool of Bethesda, 38 years, but he, he leaves there being able to walk. And so many different examples. Dead Lazarus, who just was raised from the dead. Everything about Jesus was about taking something that was not and making it as though it, it was. So you look at the, the, the fishes and the loaves, 20,000 people follow him, hungry, can't feed them. He takes something small, matter, and he multiplies it into, into more matter. He, he, but he first looks up to his father, invisible God. He says, Father, into your hands I commit this food today. So he commits it, substance and matter work hand in hand. And so when you start to pray, you start to believe, and you start to confess, and you start to ask God for his plan for you, but you have to produce those invisible things into the visible realm by your faith. It's a prosperous faith. And the enemy will do everything in his power to try and steal that from you. So that's why I speak about tuning your faith in. You have to tune your faith in. So faith is the substance of things hopeful, the evidence of things not seen. So our, our episode title today, Tuning in Your Faith, because sometimes when your faith is tuned out, and I say tuning in, tuning out, because speaking of like a television channel, or if, for those of you that know what a radio is, when I grew up using a radio, if you drive in your car, if you try to search for a, for a, a station and it's not tuned into the right frequency, it makes that shh, that noise, and then you can't hear the presenter or whatever, but suddenly when it's tuned in, bam, the, the, the flow of the, the music and the program just flows into your car. So notice there's nothing that you had to do. You didn't have to produce the music in the, in the studio. You didn't have to do anything. You didn't have to record the song, but when you tuned in the radio to the right frequency, bam, suddenly what arrived in your car? The music, the program, and faith is exactly the same way. When you tune in your faith, what starts to happen is that that you start to see the invisible become visible and the faith that was your substance all the time, you hope for the things, the evidence that of things not seen suddenly now becomes visible and we start to see change. And this is what a prosperous journey in your life is like. You have to start to see things that are unseen becoming seen, but you have to take the responsibility to start to declare it, speak it, prosperous faith, prosperous thought life. I have to take those thoughts captive. I have to start seeing the things that aren't as though they are. Why? Because you have that authority. You have that ability. And that is exactly how you start a family. Invisible children through the sowing of seed, eventually children manifest. But it's the same principle. Seed time and harvest works in your mind. It works in your in procreation. It works in your future. It works in your finances. It's this invisible realm that becomes visible when we tune in our faith. So you have to tune your faith in. And when your faith is tuned out, it becomes this blurry, I don't know if it's God's will for my life. It's because our faith is not in the right frequency. And what is the right frequency? Well, it's the faith frequency. It's heaven's channel. 
and it's God's word. And it's if you if you start to understand this, you'll start to see the incredible, powerful truths that are going to flood in and through your life, and you're going to start to see your life advancing. I've come to bring good news to the poor. I've come to see lives change. I've come to see people be better off than what they were before. Everywhere Jesus went, lives were improved. Everything Jesus touched, it all changed for the good. Everywhere. He filled up the fishermen's nets. He put gold coins into fishers' mouths. He is a God of abundance. He's a God that wants to supply all your needs according to his riches, not according to his poverty. So come on. I want you to start understanding this more and more and more. Listen to these episodes again. Re-listen to this episode again. A prosperous faith. Tune in your faith because when your faith is tuned in and you're repeating your faith over time, your faith grows strong. You start to bring the invisible into the, the visible realm. Listen, can't wait to be with you next week. We're going to look at episode 14. Are we FaceTiming our faith or FaceTiming our faith? We're going to have a look at a few interesting things next week as well. We're on this journey together. I'm committed. If you are committed, stay, stay committed to the course. Have a great, great week. And remember, a prosperous faith is a repetitive faith. And tune that faith in. The invisible is soon to become visible in your life. Have a blessed, blessed week in Jesus' name. Amen.